Welcome back to another episode of The Middlemen. Episode 7. I am JD Little. I am hosting with Doug Allen. We are missing Jesse Merkel tonight. She is coaching her high school sports team, and you are about to learn what Doug and I realized in the last half hour, and that's that Jesse's the only one amongst us who has any talent for this. So, we'll see how this goes. Uh, this episode, we are calling all the news that's not fit to print, and basically, uh, we're going to read through some um, stories that have some interesting twists to them, or perhaps a little bit of humor in the mix. We'll give our comments and and see what happens. So I'm going to start with one that's out of San Francisco. This is actually from the NPR website in the technology section back in October. Uh, Waymo is a, a self-driving vehicle uh, type, um, like uh, like the Tesla, like the uh, what Uber was doing for a while. And, and the, the headline is, Self-Driving Waymo Cars Gather in a San Francisco Neighborhood Confusing Residents. It was a modern mystery. In a <laughs> tiny neighborhood in San Francisco's Richmond District, self-driving Waymo cars have been converging at all hours of the day and night, mystifying neighbors, KPIX reported earlier this week. Most would drive to a dead end on 15th Avenue, where they had no choice but to turn around and leave, according to the outlet, and neighbors have no idea why. Uh, one quote here, I noticed it while I was sleeping. I woke to a strange hum that I thought was a spacecraft outside my window, Jennifer King, resident of the neighborhood, told the outlet. She added later, there are some days it can be up to 50 cars, literally, literally every five minutes, and we're all working from home, so this is what we hear. So these cars have to have a, a human passenger. There, there's some regulation to that, but they have no part in programming the car. So as they've stopped these passengers in the cars and asked them what's going on, they have no idea why the cars are doing this. They, they don't have any part of it. And so what it seems to be is that this neighborhood has some uh, slow and fast streets to kind of control traffic, and it has confused the algorithm of these cars as they're kind of... How early. many cars are we talking about? Are uh, up to 50 at a time. It's 50 seven. cars. 50 cars at a time. All jammed up in one small Traffic location. jam of driverless cars. And this is all times of the day? All oh. times of the day and night, it says. Wow. Cannot wait for this technology to be mainstream. <laughs> I can see where the neighborhoods would be a little uh, upset by this. I mean, and there's... Hmm. Wow. Okay. So it says here, we continually, uh, this is a company spokesman, uh, we continually adjust to dynamic San Francisco road rules. See, that's the problem. Oh, yes. You've driven in San Francisco. I have not. There is no adjusting to the, the road rules. So they're, 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 they're in for trouble right there. Anyway, mm. that's, the, uh, that's the story out of San Francisco and the self-driving cars. I, I frankly think I'm... I'm getting a little worried about the... I think the technology will eventually catch up. Uh, I mean, if you think about it, look how far we've come you know, in the last hundred years with transportation. What they thought would never be possible is now commonplace. So I would say within, in our lifetime, which isn't much longer, I guess, we will see you know, cars navigating through the streets without drivers, picking up people, taking them to where they need to be, and that will be commonplace. But it has a way to go. Yeah, it definitely has a way to go. We see, occasionally you see where a Tesla, someone took their hands off of the wheel because they could, 
and now they've you know totaled a car into some place they shouldn't be because the technology just quite isn't there yet. I'm just worried I'm going to get into a self-driving Uber or Lyft, and it's going to drive me hundreds of miles away from my home. <laughs> and you've fallen asleep in the back seat. Yeah, I was, I'm asleep in the back seat, and I really just wanted to go out for a cup of coffee. Oh, this just in, a Florida man arrested for calling 911 after kitten denied entry into strip club. Yes. Everett Lodges was arrested outside of Emerald City Strip Club in Murdoch for repeatedly calling the emergency line to report that the club owner had refused to let his kitty into the jiggle joint, deputies said. So, there it is. Florida man arrested. Florida man arrested. His cat could not get into the kitty club. Or the, no, sorry. His kitty could not get into the strip club. Um, not sure why he'd want to take the cat in there unless the cat knew someone in it was there. A cat's bachelor party. Oh, it could be. Perhaps. Yeah. Cat probably didn't have proper proper ID. Maybe I mean twenty one's old for a cat. It's a pretty old cat, yeah. Yeah, so it probably was less than the legal age um to attend the festivities there. Uh I wonder if a dog would have the same problem. If you if you took a puppy, would the puppy be rejected Very as well? Very speciesist to yeah. allow one and not the other. Hmm. That's, uh, we'll have to look into that more. Maybe we should do some research. And we just should find more productive uses for his time with his cat. I, I was think. thinking maybe you and I should do a strip club. No, my no? wife will not no? let me back okay. in the house. Well, all right. Well, we'll... Uh, Consider, we'll, we'll take that under advisement that there should be some more uh, investigation into this. Okay, I've got some entertainment news here, which breaks my heart. Eric Clapton sues a woman for selling a bootleg concert CD on eBay. <sighs> Eric Clapton, the millionaire. Eric Clapton, the multimillionaire, perhaps one of the guitarist idol, I, I idolized more than anybody else as a, as a blues guitarist. They called him Slow Hand, uh, part of the British invasion. He's still out there. And but apparently at 76, he's become a curmudgeon. He's a cranky old man. And um, here's the story. Nobody riffs on Eric Clapton, least of all bootleggers. As, <laughs> as one widow just learned, Cla Clapton doesn't take too kindly to anyone profiting off of his music. Um, just to shorten all of this, she was selling her husband's stuff and he had a bootleg concert. Hmm. She burned to a DVD and tried to sell on eBay after eBay had taken their percentage mm -hmm. and taxes and all the rest. She was going to make $9, but Clapton dragged her into court. Wow. And she now owes the legal fees for both parties. Um, almost $4,000. Wow. Yeah. Slow hand. Mr. Clampton. I just think, I don't know what's happened. Is he hurting for cash? I don't know. I, 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 he just maybe doesn't like. Is he setting a, like a precedent? Don't, don't try to rip me off of my. All I can think, and the story doesn't say this, but maybe it's possible that, um, yeah, she tries to sell it again. She has to go to prison. Um, and maybe it's just possible that there's a precedent here. Like this is a very small thing, but if you, if you open a window for someone to sell a bootleg, then it sets a precedent that 
all yeah. kinds of bootlegs right. can come out and get sold. And, and I can see that, but I hope, still. I hope it's something like that. I hope he does something nice. I hope he pays it for her. Gives well, her, gives her that would be a nice follow-up on this if that came out, but uh, I don't know. All right, next story. Florida man chews off another man's face. In what became known as the case of the Miami cannibal, Rudy Eugene gnawed off half of a homeless man's face while high. The 31-year-old was shot and killed by police after they found him naked and chowing down on human flesh. Okay, so, wow, Miami, Florida. Um, He gnawed off half of a homeless man's face. So he wasn't, I I think he should commit. It's either the whole face or no face. I'm sorry, I, I, I think that's... Hmm. Miami has just gone has just gone south the past few years. It's not what it used to be. This would not happen in Tampa Bay. You don't think? I don't know, but I'm not going to fall asleep on the street in Tampa Bay now or anywhere yeah. in Florida. He was shot and killed by police. Well, so we'll never know why he did it. I would want to ask that question. He may have had a good reason to gnaw off a guy's face. All right, next story. <laughs> This is from NPR again. This is the space section. A broken toilet on SpaceX capsule means astronauts will return to Earth in diapers. Um, not much to the story. The jury back to Earth from space is never easy, but the astronauts aboard the SpaceX capsule that, of course, is um, that, of course, is the uh, Elon Musk uh, space project. Here's here's what's interesting to me. Um, Elon Musk has a reputation for kind of thinking technology through pretty thoroughly. He's kind of, he's got the electric car thing kind of nailed down long, long before everybody else. If you don't have a backup toilet system. <laughs> yeah, who had that job? Who, who, who dropped the ball there? Who didn't? I know, but they remember the packed diapers. Yes. Apparently. Yes. <laughs> I assume they had, you can't stop by, you can't, I mean. I mean <laughs> it. Depends. I gave you that one. That's low and slow (laughs) over the plate. You can't. Yeah, you had to swing. I had had to swing at that one. (laughs) Of course, if it was Blue Origin, which is Jeff Bezos's thing, he could just called up Amazon Prime and they did deliver the diapers. (laughs) Yeah, I think Amazon Prime they will deliver to anywhere. They they said they will deliver anywhere. Okay, Um, I don't know. How do you feel about all these? Billionaire is going into space. Well, I don't have a problem with it. They're spending their money. They're entrepreneurs. They've uh, earned the right to spend their money however they see fit. Uh, they do keep coming back. That is a problem, I think. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people would be happy if they just went out to space and stayed there. Stayed there and, yeah, yeah. Go to, go to Mars and set up a you know distribution warehouse there to... Uh, Guarantee uh, same day or next day delivery. Even the Martians are going to complain they don't have enough bathroom breaks. That's true. Boy, we're in potty humor <laughs> extravaganza here. Okay. It's okay. Your turn. Florida man, once arrested for fighting drag queen with tiki torches, runs for mayor. Boyd Corbin was reportedly dressed in an ironic KKK costume at a Halloween party in 2012, when he allegedly got into a brawl with a man in drag, leading to his bust for aggravated assault. 
But that didn't stop him from running for mayor of the small city of Wilton Manors two years later. Yeah, so this man from, uh, where was it? Florida. There seems to be a pattern. I'm just reading random stories. They all begin with the same words, a Florida man. Well, I don't know what we can make of that. Maybe there's a coincidence, maybe not. But uh, yeah, a Florida man seems to be a recurring theme here. But this guy, he took a tiki torch and he chased a drag queen and beat her with it, beat him, beat him her with it. Depends and how the drag queen identifies, Doug. You have to. I know, I know, I know. But he now he, he's running for mayor, which I think he has an excellent chance of winning. Um, <laughs> he's getting free press right now. <laughs> We're helping him out. Yes, we are helping him out, uh, Boyd. And we'll expect some sort of compensation for this free uh, advertising. But yes, Boyd Corbin beat a, beat a um, well, he was also dressed as KKK, which I'm not going to endorse that in any way, shape, or form. Uh, but um, that from the state of Florida, the great state of Florida. All right. Moving on here. Uh, this one's actually local, but it's a, it's a, it's, it's a seasonal story, although it was, was not... Christmas season. A man loses more than 30 pounds drinking only beer during Lent. <laughs> I love him. Some KDKA, CBS's local station. Usually people give up beer or alcohol for Lent, but an Ohio man is drinking only beer and that's helping him lose weight. Del Hall first made headlines in February after announcing he would be drinking nothing but beer between Ash Wednesday and Easter. <laughs> Weirdest thing is my dreams. This is a quote from... from uh, Got his name already, Del Del Hall. Um, I have been dreaming about food every night, Hall said. For 46 days, Hall says he will have an assortment of beer for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Hall says he is following the lead of monks in the 1600s who were known for their six-pack abs. I made that part up. <laughs> that would be their liquid bread and basically it would sustain them through the 46 days of Lent without eating. So we'll see how that goes. Apparently... Um, for Advent, he's switched over to eggnog, and he now weighs 750 pounds. <laughs> you know, you remember, J.D., I used to make beer. You'd make good beer. I, I, I made homemade brew. Yellow Dog and, Brewing. Yes, and uh, uh, a glass of beer is equivalent to two slices of bread uh, in carbs. So uh, eating or drinking a beer is like having a sandwich without meat. And, uh, yeah, I... I lived on that theory for a long time. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I completely agree that um, um, having nothing but beer for those uh, four weeks or so of Lent uh, can can bring on no harm. I, I see nothing wrong with that. <laughs> All right. Your turn. Uh, Florida man bitten in the face. <laughs> <laughs> Another, there's a sub-theme to I, your theme. I did not see that coming, honestly. Florida man bitten in the face by alligator while playing disc golf. Travis Spitzer, 40, was waist-deep in a lake in Largo looking for his Frisbee. We have all been there. Come on. We've all been waist-deep in a swamp looking for our Frisbee. When the gator grabbed him by his face and tried to pull him into the water, he broke free and bolted to safety but was hospitalized with gashes on his mug and took a two-stroke penalty. Oh, Doug. <laughs> so have you ever played uh, Frisbee golf, Judy? 
I ha- I'm not good at it. No, I've um, never played, but it looks like it would be fun. It's a very active game. I knew people who did it, and um, they got it takes some skill. Um, I know you've played golf. I, not well. Traditional golf. Not I've well. played golf we with can, you. We, we, can, <laughs> we can do a whole episode on that. We're actually. I actually killed a bird once. You killed a bird. I didn't mean to. My, the ball went into a tree, and we never found the ball, but the bird fell out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember, this is a little bit of an off, off topic here, but you you hit a ball over a lake, over a small lake at a local course, and uh, I was there to witness this. And you parked your cart, your, your pool cart at the time, parked it ahead of you, uh, swung and hit the ball, the ball struck your pool cart, went behind you into the lake. So it took like five of us to figure out where you would drop the ball since you were already across the lake when you hit the shot. I managed to shake it so badly <laughs> that went into the water trap behind me. Yeah. <laughs> I thought we were going to have to life flight you out of there. You I, I laughed as hard as I've laughed. Oh, geez. And, and this was probably 35 years ago or so, probably. Yeah. Way before I was married. Yeah. So, yeah, it was pretty funny. It was funny. Anyway, that was just a golf story between me and JD. Uh, so this guy, okay, just to go back to the Florida guy. So he bit in the face by an alligator. I would not chase my Frisbee into a swamp in Florida. Or maybe in Pennsylvania, swamps aren't as dangerous. Um, or in D.C. where the swamp is, you know everywhere but in florida i would not chase probably weren't gonna get political uh just i have to nudge up against the line (laughs) (laughs) you know just kind of brush up against it but to to chase my frisbee disc into a florida swamp uh there would have to be a lot of money on the game i would just say (laughs) some serious betting going on or a a large amount of um of uh, lentil beer being drank uh, to um, to do that, so yeah, that just in from Florida. Okay, <laughs> all right. I got a couple of stories to choose from here. I, I got I have a a story of some sick hippos, um, <laughs> some zebras that that got loose in the D.C. area, and the bomb squad. Oh, here's one about a Florida man that's arrested in the old parking lot. <clears throat> What do you pick? Uh, I like the hippo. Let's let's learn about the hippos. I'm okay. a big animal fan. You're a big animal fan. I like stories about animals. Animals are great. Animals are... You're stealing another show's... Nah. Not even one that's as funny as us. Um, okay, so this one is... Uh, this is on thehill.com. Um, two hippos at the Belgian Zoo have COVID-19. Um Hmm. Two hippopotamuses uh, at a zoo in Belgium have tested positive for COVID-19. Antwerp Zoo announced Friday that the um, country's National Veterinary Lab uh, confirmed the two cases. Now, they think it may be the first time the hippos ever had COVID. I don't know how you give COVID to a hippo. How do you test? How do you, I guess you swab it. Wow, they have big noses. And then run. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what kind of mask do you need for a, a hippo? Um, hmm. It would be larger than a N95, probably at least an N98. It would be a big 
mask. Like yeah. Like a fitted sheet. Yeah. Perhaps. <laughs> yeah. Uh, wow. A hippo with COVID. Um, There's only so much we can say about it. You know why? HIPAA. HIPAA laws. Yep. Yeah. HIPAA, hippo, HIPAA laws. Hippo, HIPAA laws. Very strict. A lot of what we can say about <laughs> yes. it. So we can't give the exact We test. can't give the names or the loca- exact <laughs> locations of the hippos because of the HIPAA. We are good. We're, pr- we're pretty good. We're funny. <laughs> the comment section will tell us whether or not that worked. Florida man. Oh, dear. Trapped in unlocked closet for two days. <laughs> unlocked. <laughs> Unlocked, yes. John Atwood, or I'm sorry, let's be accurate. John Arwood, 31, and Amber Campbell, 25, thought they were stuck in a janitor's closet at Daytona State College for two days before realizing that they could just open the door and walk out. Okay, first question. Why did they go in? Maybe we don't want to know. Maybe they had... Ideas. He's 31, she's 25. Okay, that's pretty close. Uh, but they walked into a janitor's closet together. And then two days later, they realized they could just walk out. They needed a mop. They, yeah, obviously, they needed a mop. Well, those cans of Lysol they always had in high school. Oh. They're really big ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they didn't really smell. I think what they were trying to cover up smelled better than how they smelled. Yeah. They were nasty, nasty cans of... Every time they brought that out, somebody... Yeah, yeah some, you knew what happened. You know what happened. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to relive that. No. I think that I'd was actually, horrible. I think I had... And there was numbers. a bucket of sawdust that the janitor would drag out. Yeah, that was not a great job. No. No, we're talking... I mean, you guys listening, you might remember that, might not. We grew up in a small town in the 70s, and grade school was... Uh, you know, your 70s grade school. Well, no, it's like an 1800s grade. Yeah, I mean, the, yeah. the, the building itself was from there. So they my didn't. mother went to, went to high school in yeah. the building. We went to grade school. So, yeah, they would throw sawdust down on if someone got sick and spray this putrid stuff on it, and which made everyone else sick. So pretty soon you had 35 first graders all tossing their lunch at some point. Uh, anyway, how did we get on that? Uh, oh, yeah, these two that got caught in the, uh, or they, they were locked in the, at just, a, I don't know. There's, they, there's, they, there's more here than what they're telling something us. Something else, something they're not telling us. Yeah, and I don't want to know. We don't need to know. Just know that in Florida, things <laughs> like this happen. <laughs> I'm going to Florida next week. Oh, congratulations. Yeah, there's Man visiting Florida. Man visiting Florida. <laughs> okay. Um, is this our last story? No, we still got a good bit of time left. All Keep right. going. Okay, so. All right, how do we, what should I do next here? Um, I like the one story that you came with. That one. Yeah. The bomb squad. Yeah. Oh, Let's. Let's explore that. I don't want to do let's this look story. In, let's look into that story. I feel like I have to do this you story. You've got to. I don't want to do this story. I'm asking you to as okay, a friend. So this is in the UK. This is the Sun UK News section. Um, bomb Squad raced to Any. That's their emergency room. After a patient arrives with World War II artillery shells stuck someplace. In his bum. To be nice. What can say bum? I wanted to just leave it to imagination. So, uh, 
Wow. So army explosive experts were scrambled after medics feared the anti-tank round, anti-tank rounds could, could be about to explode. Um, the unnamed patient told doctors he slipped and fell on the 17 centimeter by six centimeter armor piercing projectile taken from his private arsenal, uh, <laughs> which is not in quotes of military collectibles. It was later identified as being a World War II 57 millimeter shell that were typically fired from six pounder anti-tank guns. The source told The Sun, the guy said he found the shell when he was having a clear out of his stuff and he put it on the floor and then he slipped and fell and he was in considerable amount of pain. Uh, police said they responded to the report that the patient had presented. I'm not going to read that. Uh, so... Uh, the item had been removed prior to the police arrival and the Army's explosive ordnance disposal team were contacted. So they called them after, after the fact. Um, Why would they wait till after? I, I think they wanted witnesses. Or mm. maybe they just figured the bomb squad doesn't get a lot of giggles during the course of their <laughs> daily life and this would be something that would cheer them up. Wow. So did he... He says it because he fell on it? Okay, I, got to, I have a couple thoughts about this okay. story. Um, First of all, I'm, I'm, I'm leaning towards believing his story that he slipped and fell. Okay. Here's why. Sure. Tell um, me. I think, <laughs> thank you. I think if it, I think I could come up with a better excuse than that. I, I, I think he probably had, I mean, first of all, I don't think their waiting rooms and emergency rooms are any faster than ours. I think they're probably even slower, and he probably debated a while before he called for medical help, and I think he had some time to think about it, and this is the best he could do. I mean, okay, so if the alternative is true, okay, then, I mean, this is a armor-piercing tank munition. Right. If the alternative is what I think people are assuming, it's a pretty creative mind. It is. Could have come up with something a little little better than that. But he said so he said he was a collector. Mm. Because that makes it way not weird. No. No. He collects where does he keep them? I mean he keeps them all? There? I don't wanna know. <laughs> I might have asked. I might have asked. Like what else he got up there? Yeah. <laughs> Glad you said I have it. a sixty two uh <laughs> uh <laughs> <laughs> See, I, I don't like. I I know these things happen. I don't. I, just, I don't know how you, when something's that humiliating, how do you address it? I I I, I think, you just go in bragging. Yeah. Hey, doc. Guess what? Yeah. I give you three guesses, and well, I don't think you start out with that large of a show. I think you have to work up to oh that. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> if, Again, more time to think of an excuse. That's true. But uh, yeah, after showing, you showed me the picture of the x-ray and um, the shell is probably a larger uh, circumference or di diameter than I don't like, like a, where the, I don't like where this is going. No, like stop, beer can. stop. It's like the size no, of a it's, beer can. It's, like about, it's two inches. Okay. A little bit over two All right, inches. All right, well. You do the math. Well, a, a man from Florida... Tries to steal <laughs> a World War II munition. <laughs> he right tried to the, sneak it out. Right after the story came out. 
Florida man tries to steal. Did you, any more you wanted to say on the uh, munitions? I've already said too much. Okay. Florida man tries to steal a rack of ribs by stashing it in his pants. Of course. When cops busted Mayeli Alvarez Aguilar at an Indian town store, he allegedly removed a full rack of ribs from his waistband. The hungry 26-year-old was also smuggling fried chicken two packs of hamburger buns, and some mashed potatoes, police said. That's a lot of food. I wonder if he had a, his whole family he was trying to feed or just wanted to impress someone. I don't know. Uh, a rack of ribs. I, I guess with the price of food nowadays, that's probably... Meat's really expensive. I know. He's got chicken. He's got ribs. He's got two packs of hamburger buns and mashed potatoes that's uh that's a lot of food if you're going to get caught stealing produce no it's not produce well it's meat and it's not buns it doesn't count as produce mashed potatoes. vegetables and stuff you can tell who does the shopping in my family <laughs> vaguely, i guess i'm vaguely aware of food categories how's that okay um it doesn't say it just says a store so this could have been you know a um a Walmart? Would, would, would Walmart, they, Walmart has groceries? Yeah, Walmart has groceries. It might be easy to try to get through a Walmart checkout. Um, I don't know. They're pretty... I've seen Walmarts uh, come down pretty hard on I people. I wouldn't try the Giant Eagle. No, our, our, local, our local chain, Giant Eagle... Um, Which is different than Giant. It's true. It is two different stores. Giant and Giant I, Eagle are not I the found same. that out, yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know. Maybe a half a rack of ribs. He could have got through the, but yeah, a full rack. That's that's kind of he's kind of pushing it there. Maybe a little uh, too proud of himself. Two zebras who escaped from a Maryland farm are back after months on the run. Mm. And um, this is also an NPR. Um, it's just chock full of these stories today. Two Maryland zebras that escaped from Maryland zebras. Not. Florida zebras would have done something horrible. Oh, they had it even involved alligators and ribs. Yeah, and, and something. Just, <laughs> these are these are probably the classier. Oh yeah, it's upscale. Yeah, upscale zebras. Uh, not that upscale. Two Maryland zebras that escaped from a farm in mid-August and returned to their herd. They were gone for months. In a statement obtained by NPR, the Prince George's County, Maryland Department of the Environment says the roaming zebras returned sometime last week. But the officials have no details on how and when the recovery took place. The officials said neither the United States Department of Agriculture nor the Prince George's County Animal Services were involved with the return of the zebras. And it goes on and on. And um, The owner wasn't supposed to have the zebras. She was uh, breeding exotic animals. I guess you can do that. There's some restraints. And, and anyway, Um uh, how do the zebras hide in a DC suburb for months? Two, two months. Yeah. Two months. What did they eat? I guess grass and. Well, I'm sure they. You know, they probably forage off of, uh, you know, lawn, lawns and. You know, there's probably wooded areas. I don't know if there's anything in DC that reminds them of the Serengeti. Their yeah, their camouflage <laughs> is not. Suited for. This is the DC it's, suburbs. Like when right. blending with a with the pool house. 
No, they would have maybe the maybe people in pajamas hide in the spice <laughs> garden. Yeah, it would be tough unless they were very smart zebras. Maybe they um, maybe they took on a different you know look. Maybe they 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 look like zebras. They they're mm. black and white and, or white and black. Are they black with white stripes or white with black stripes? Depends on a lot of things. How they I identify? Guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, Huh. I I just don't have a lot of. Uh, I'm I'm glad they made it back to their herd. Well, what, actually, there were three three got away. One of them actually sadly passed. How did it die? Did it, it, it was, say it was trapped by its owner, and the owner's being brought up on charges. I hope it doesn't. I hope they didn't send it back to the breeding farm. I hope that yeah, it somehow gave the zebras a better but life out of maybe all this. a zoo i wouldn't turn it loose into the african wild because it may not know what to do it won't know, a, a dc zebra won't know what to do it wouldn't know what a lion was it can't yeah it's you'd be like hi mr Li-. yeah <laughs> yeah uh yeah you yeah you'd have to put it in a zoo it, which is sad zoos saddened me when i go to a zoo and see animals behind cages i just glad i'm not there with them you aren't there with them. I actually. know. I know. Um, and, and, and zebras, and there's no metro in the Serengeti. No, you're right. It so would be hard to get to place to place. They have the transpass, and you know, they don't know mm-hmm. how to work the, the turnstiles. Let alone the machines with the credit cards. Those are really tricky. Yeah, hooves make it tough. I always yeah. have to ask for help when I'm down in D.C. Well, I think, uh, boy, I think we've pretty much lost everybody by now. So um, probably a good time. <laughs> no one's to, listening anymore. Yeah, it's probably a good Jesse, time. Jesse, come back. Yeah, we need you, Jesse. See what happens when you leave us alone to our own devices? What happens? Uh, all right. Well, we're going to uh, fade out here. And uh, hopefully next time around we'll be better. Hey, everybody, if you hear this before Christmas, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Enjoy your your holidays, however you celebrate them. Love your family. Love your family. And um, love your pets. Be safe. Spade and neuter. Um, who used to say that? Bob Barker. Bob Barker, who's still alive. I just found this out. He's like 98. It's so weird because he's like he's right here on the sidebar of the sponsored content yeah. of the website yeah, I'm looking at. Guess what's on the website I'm looking at? I don't want to know. Florida man arrested <laughs> in the jail parking lot minutes after being released. <laughs> Well, isn't that fun? And that just that, that that was completely coincidental. I wasn't looking for it. All right, we're the middle men. Hold on. This has been another episode. <laughs> we need Jesse. We so need her. Jesse, listen to what we're doing to your show. Okay, we are the middlemen, and this is how we're going to go out tonight. We're going to say Merry Christmas, Happy New Year to everybody. This is Doug and JD, and we're missing Jesse, but have a good uh, have a good uh, holiday season. Uh, happy New Year, Happy New Year, things all ahead. of that. Better shows ahead, I promise. Anyway, uh, we are the middlemen. Uh, executive producer Doug Allen and JD Little, uh, uh, associate producer Jesse Merkel. Uh, music, JD Little, uh, entertainment and um, catering. We'll say Doug this time, but any other, otherwise, it's usually Teddy the Wonder Lizard. Good night and be safe.